Superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I'm your host, Tatiana Berende, and today I am delighted to have with us Gail Crowder, and we're going to be talking about bringing sexy back to marriage. Let me tell you a little bit about Gail first. Gail Crowder is a wife of over 30 years, mother of two, and the founder and president of Bringing Sexy Back to the Marriage. After seeing a need in both secular and religious communities, Gail saw a need to create a safe space dedicated to the spiritual and sexual enhancement of marriages for the modern-day wife. Gail has been responsible for spicing up thousands of marriages through the BSB conference and continues to change lives every day. As an author, marriage, and life coach, Gail has appeared on dozens of television and radio shows as a specialist and seasoned lifestyle and relationship expert. Gail is a certified master sexpert. We're going to talk about that because I want to know how you, how you become a certified sexpert. Marriage and life coach, member of the International Coaching Science Research Institute, Life University, and member of Harvard Medical School Institute of Coaching. Gail has authored several books related to marriage and sex, which includes her signature book, Bringing Sexy Back to Marriage, and her latest best-selling book, Keep Your Legs Open, A Wives' Guide to Sexual Satisfaction. So I just want to give a warm welcome to you, Gail. Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. I'm super excited about being here. I'm super excited about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, me too. So before we jump in, will you please share with our listeners what your superpowers are? Every time I, you know, I listen to your your podcast and it is amazing the amount of people you've had on here that have really helped and transformed a lot of people's lives. Um, So when I think of, whenever I think about that question, what are my superpowers, I get this cape feeling around me so just to let you know I turn into a superhero (laughs) I love it (laughs) every time I think about that but I believe that my superpower is allowing Christian women or women of faith to know that they are sexual beings and no matter what their religious background is it's okay to explore the sexuality and intimacy when it comes to marriage and being free in their bedrooms. So I believe my superpower is to really unlock that and allow them to explore that with no religious convictions, with no doctrine attached to that, just being open to um, exploring that with their husbands. And I've been able to do that for the last 10 years. So I, I believe that is truly my superpower. I have many of those, but I believe that's the one I operate in the most. And I do that every single day. Yeah. And that is like such an amazing superpower. And I just want to say thank you for stepping into that because, so I wasn't, I wasn't raised Christian, but you know, it's, it it is sort of the, the dominant religious culture in our country. And and I, and my you know my ancestors were practicing Christians and and I, I think there's a lot that gets passed down in that faith a lot of shame around sexuality and so so what you're doing I think is just so amazing and and I just want to say thank you again for for doing that work and for for liberating a lot of women from that from that yeah. shame around sexuality it's huge 
Yeah, it is because, you know, every Sunday, every Wednesday or whenever Bible study is, you know, a lot of times we are taught that, you know, um, good Christian girls don't do that. Mm -hmm. What is that? What is that? Exploring your sexuality. You always think, you know, because you're Christian and, and, you know, you worship God and all those kind of things that that should be put on the back burner. And those are things you don't discuss. And those are not the things that you explore. Only, you know, worldly girls or prostitutes or people with no morals. Those things not true. God created us to be sexual beings. He put it in the songs of Solomon. That whole book is about love, sex, intimacy, exploring all those different things. And so for me, I was called to do this work. And like I said, it was not easy doing this work. And it still every day sometimes is a challenge because, again, when you're going against what, you know, is spewed over the pulpits, you know, mm-hmm. today, Sunday after Sunday, year after year, all of those kind of different things, sometimes you do face a lot of, of you know, adversity. but. Sure. And it's been times that I wanted to quit this type of work. But, you know, the more I stay the course, the more I see pastors' wives and and deacons and people of faith saying, Gail, thank you for doing this work. Thank you for opening the door for me to explore these possibilities that gives me charge that gives me energy, that gives me faith, that gives me um, just another opportunity to know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing on this earth. I love that. And I'm so glad that you're getting that feedback. And I'm sure the pastors don't mind too much either that you're doing this work. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it it just depends on how conservative they are. Uh And depends on how open they are to the information. And it also depends on their backgrounds, their experiences. You know, you have to, when you're dealing with religion, you have to look at everybody's personal experiences, what's seen in their own particular homes. If they didn't see affection and, um, you know, intimacy going on in their parents, if they were abused, you know, it, it's, it's a wide range of, of emotions, wide range of experiences that comes together every single Sunday or, you know, Saturday or whenever you're religious, you know, when you gather, right? It, all of that comes together, and especially when you're exploring the, the thing of sex, intimacy, all of those kind of different things. So I've had to really go back and look at the education, look at the foundation of different doctrines to figure out really how I am called to do this work and reach the world for women who are, are stuck in their closet saying, you know, I want more in my sexual life. I want more intimacy. I want to be free to explore more in my bedroom. And so all of that comes into play when I'm working with my clients and when I'm teaching and speaking around the world. That's so beautiful. Um, I I can't wait to, to dive in more to this conversation. We do have to go to a quick break, but before we go, will you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you? Absolutely. You can find me on all social media platforms as well as my website, 
If you can remember my name, Gail Crowder, and that's G-A-I-L-C-R-O-W-D-E-R.com. So if you can find, you can remember my name, you can find me on all social media platforms. I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, Pinterest, you name it, I'm on there. So you can just find me by my name. Awesome. All right, so we're talking with Gail Crowder about bringing sexy back to marriage. Stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this one. It's going to be really good. We'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you are ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. All right, we're back. So Gail, you know, I've looked a little bit on your website and I've, I've looked at some of the videos and your events look like a lot of fun. Um, can you Can you tell our listeners maybe a little bit about sort of how you gather women together and and where you start what's the starting point for this work the starting point for this work was really um 10 years ago at that time i had been married 18 going on 19 years and i went to a networking event it was just about women in business and at the time i was really heavy into image consulting and that type of work Um, that had to do with relationships as well, because, you know, in order to dress a woman and, you know, make her feel well, there's, there's relationships that has to be involved. So I've been in this work for a long time, but myself and and three other girlfriends, and we had all been married, you know, at various, you know, times, right. You know, years. And we had all been friends for year, 15 years or more at that time when I started this work. And one of my girlfriends had been divorced and remarried six months at that time when, when I first started this work. And we went to a restaurant because we had break you know, for, for lunch from the business um, expo that we were all attending because we were all business owners. And when we sat down, the first thing that my girlfriend said after being just married six months was all my husband wants to do is have sex. She just blurted that out. And we're like, where did that come from? And we, that began a discussion that we had never had in all the years that we have been married and been friends. You know, you have those conversations where financial problems, you know, all those kind of things. My body has changed because, you know, I've had a baby, you know, those kind of things. But we never dove into sex and intimacy and, you know, why it becomes a chore. Why do men watch pornography? What does the church have to say about this? Why do men go to strip clubs? You know, how our body changes, Like, why don't you feel like having sex when you're stressed out? All of these different things that we'd never talked about in all the years we had been friends. We literally started the conversation around 12, 15, and we literally closed the restaurant down at 10.30 p.m. Mm. 
that just opened a discussion that we were just free to have. And you, you know how you think you're the only one experiencing these things. Sure. Yeah. One that, you know, um, that has these thoughts and all of these different things, but all of those things came out. And every time I went to pray and to meditate after that conversation, God was just saying, Gail, you need to do something about this. And I'm like, do something about what? He's Mm -hmm. like, you need to create a safe place for women to come from all over the world. Just like it took you 15 years to have that conversation, there are women that are suffering, Christian women, women of faith that are suffering, that don't have a safe place to come talk about these things freely. Mm-hmm. That's where it really began. I really was like, okay, if it took me 15 years, there has got to be other women that are afraid or don't, you know, are uncomfortable or you know, hiding behind religion. And, you know, we put on those smiles and act like everything is okay, but we're suffering in those areas. And so that's really where my conference began. And it, we just completed our 10th year. And literally I've had women from all over the world, Germany, Alaska. This year I had women from four different countries in 17 different states. Um, yeah. And so it has been amazing, amazing work that I've been able to do. I love it. And so would you say that in terms of like when a woman is to embark on this work, really, it starts with with being willing to talk about stuff we don't talk about? Absolutely. And, you know, and you you get you get in this space where you're like, oh my God, what have I unleashed, you know? Because it's not a comfortable subject to talk about. And especially when you're talking to women of faith, because again, you have women who are coming from abusive backgrounds. You have women who coming from, you know, again, good girls don't talk about those things. You have women who are coming that are in abusive situations with their spouses. And they could be pastors, you know, just because they hold titles that we've given them, you know, they could have certain things going on with them as well. And so I create this safe space where women of faith, whether you're a pastor's wife, whether you're a bishop's wife, whether you're a priest, whether you're a deacon, whether you're a rabbi, whatever you're religious, I create that space where you just come as a woman. And you receive information to free you from whatever's going on or whatever doctrine that has said that you can't enjoy sex and intimacy fully. What is one of the biggest challenges that you see couples facing, especially couples of faith? I mean, it sounds like, I mean, there there does tend to be, I think, a, a universal like married couple thing that that happens after you're married for a while. But I'm so I'm curious, sort of what that what you see is that being the most common one. But this is kind of a twofold question. Sorry, I'll break it down and make it make a little <laughs> more sense. So, so that's first question, I guess. What's like what's like the most common theme you see amongst married couples? Like, what's one of the biggest challenges you you see? Women learning to balance it all. Um, And what do I mean by that? We have so many hats that we play. You know, we go to work or we're we're stay at home. I call them 
Prince's Warriors, because if you stay at home with, with children, it's a lot more work than actually going out to a, a nine to five job. No kidding. You're, you're, you know, you're stay at home Prince's Warriors, you're, you're, um, you know, entrepreneur, you're, you're an employee, you're a doctor, sometimes lawyer, sometimes you, you know, you're a problem solver for your girlfriends. You, you do so much. You, you know, you run your kids from here to there. By the end of the day, you actually have nothing left to give your spouse. You're tired. And that's what I face a lot in my coaching practice. Women just being overwhelmed and they can't, they, they physically and mentally just cannot get in that space where they can receive their husbands to enjoy pleasure. Mm-hmm. So they're tired. So it becomes a chore. It becomes a job. It does not become pleasurable. It's not pleasurable at all. So how do you shift those dynamics, right? And put your husband, the, the person that you said that you wanted to have in your life for the rest of your life, the person that you cut the covenant with, the person that you said that, you know, death do us, how first and really get in a space where you can enjoy pleasure, sexual pleasure, intimacy, time that is uninterrupted. How do you, how do you find that, that space? And that's where a lot of my work is done. So what do you, like, what's the first thing you say to a woman who comes to you in that, in that kind of space? What are like some of the the first Places the first thing that I ask them to do is I, I send them this calendar. We do what we I call reverse engineering your life. Um, and what I ask them to do is do a seven-day calendar. And this has worked tremendously. Even though we know what we do every single day, until you actually write it down physically on a piece of paper, not in your phone, not on Google Calendar or however you schedule yourself, you know, but until you actually write it down for seven days straight, woke up, ate breakfast, whatever, and you keep a timeline, you really don't realize how much you have said yes and how much you do every single day while you're so tired. And after we look at the calendar, then I, I get her to see where she can move things around, whether where she can delete things off of her plate, where she can delegate things off of her plate and actually dedicate at least two days, at least two days out of the week where she can spend an hour, hour and a half, just depending of uninterrupted time with her spouse. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't do it, you, if you don't schedule sex, if you don't schedule intimacy, it becomes a day, a week, a month. And I have coached couples that have not had sex in over a year mm-hmm. because they're tired, they're overwhelmed, they are, and, and you know, it's like, oh my God, I just can't wait to get to bed. And then if your spouse is trying to interact with you that way, it's like, oh my God. And it becomes a chore. And that's the reason why I wrote my book, Keep Your Legs Open, A Wife's Guide to Sexual Satisfaction, because I talk about all of those things, but I also talk about how to get in a position to receive pleasure. Hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. Cause I think there's, you know, a lot of women are like, oh, I have to 
I think a, a pretty common thing is like, I'm just going to check out and let him finish his business. And it's like, just so that I can go to sleep or whatever. Yes. You know? Yes. So what, what do you, what do you say to women in that, in that kind of a situation? What's, what's, what's some of the keys to women being able to receive pleasure as well out of this? Cause I, I mean, I think it's, if, if you let yourself experience the pleasure, it's, it's nourishing and sustaining for you as well. And then it no longer becomes a chore. Absolutely. And, and your body was designed to want pleasure. Right. Especially the woman's designed, body. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it, we, we was designed for that. Right. But, but again, it, when you're so stressed out and you're so overwhelmed and you're so tired and all you want to do is get that couple of hours of sleep to get back on what I call the, you know, the rat reel, reel, wheel again, you just continue to repeat the cycle. And so what I tell women is that you have to get yourself in a position to, to um, be ready to receive pleasure. And that could be locking yourself in the bathroom and saying, just give me 15 minutes to make a mind shift. And I always tell women, you have to unpack your hats every single day. You have to unpack the teacher, the lawyer, whatever, you know, whatever hats you put on the soccer mom, the, the, the gourmet chef, the, the physician when your, your, your children have, you know, a scrape on their knee. You have to unpack all of those hats and you have to go back to what brings you pleasure. That naughty girl, that girl that wants to put on lingerie, even if you don't, you have to unpack all of those hats and put on that hat that your husband fell in love with because we all have it. We just continue to suppress it. And so sometimes you, you have to do a mind shift and you have to find that space to be able to do that mind shift. If not, it's going to be become like another job, another hat you have to put on. Oh, my God. And like you said, you get to the point where you're like just laying there and like, OK, hurry up so I can go to sleep. And that's not what what you know, relationship looks like. Not at all. And it's not as fulfilling for him either. I mean, I no, think, it's not. I think that that really deserves to be called out. I think it's, you know, we, we like to make this story about men just, and it, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of evidence for, for the story of men just needing to sort of like get off and get it over with. But I sure. think, especially when we're, when we're in a loving relationship and in a marriage with a partner who we've devoted our life to, you know, there's love there and he wants us to feel pleasure too. If that's, if that's, and it's more pleasurable for him when we do. Yes. And when we do give him those accolades and we do release our bodies to have an amazing orgasm, when we release our bodies and our minds to relax fully. It, it, it takes you to a whole other level, not just physically, but spiritually, right? Because you really spiritually connect, you know, and that is really a, 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 a thing that I try to get people of faith to, to realize you can really experience spiritual sex when you allow your mind to relax and to really go there. I so I love this. You're like answering the questions before I even ask them. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. I love it. I think it's perfect. It's just like, yeah, we're we're tapped in here because that was that. You know, I I have absolutely found 
sexual union to be a way of connecting to the divine. And that's one of the things that I work with my clients on is like, how do you, how do you make sex like a transcendent, like unified experience, not just with yourself and with your partner, but with like all of creation and the divine. Mm -hmm. So I just, I love that, that you're also, you know, teaching that to people and and experiencing that because I I think it is really powerful. And I am so curious because like I said, I wasn't raised Christian, but, but I, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of that influence just in my life growing up. And, and you mentioned something earlier on in the conversation about, about the Bible actually talking about this stuff. And I would love to hear you say a little bit more about that. Cause I'm really, really intrigued. When, when you, when you read the book of uh, songs of Solomon, that's in, it's in the Bible. It, it really talks about uh, a man and a woman learning and exploring their bodies. It really talks about um, allowing the creator to enter into this union. It talks about how he can taste of her fine fruits. He talks about how he caresses her body. So to me, when I read those words and I read the songs of Solomon, it really talks about, to me, amazing, amazing foreplay before penetration. And, and so for me, I, when, I, when I'm looking at people who are super, super spiritual, people who are really, you know, um, this is, you know, you know, this is what, you know, I believe and those kind of things, I always try to lead them to something that they can tangibly see in the word of God that will allow them to explore that God said it's okay. Because a lot of times um, when you're dealing with super, you know, religious people, they need to know that it's okay with God and that they're not crossing the line and they're not, um, you know, dampering their relationship with God or the divine, or those kind of things. So I always try to make sure that um, everything that I teach in my programs or anything that I put out is spiritually sound, that they can find it in the word of God. And again, I believe that the Bible Everybody has a different interpretation. That's the reason why you have so many different religions. But I believe that 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 the Creator um, and the divine and the universe all made sex, and I believe that sex is something that is underrated. I believe that it can regulate your blood pressure. It can reduce stress, and it can do so many things for a woman's body, a man's body. So I, I believe that, you know, that is the work that I was called to, to explore. And I just do it under a spiritual Christian umbrella. Yeah, I love it. I mean, everything you were saying about, about regulating different things in the body and health. I mean, that's, if you go back into the ancient Taoist texts or, or the texts from India, you know, there's all of the, there's like sexual prescriptions for certain health conditions. It surely is. Um, you know, I start, I, I remember stumbling upon that as a teenager cause I was so fascinated and, you know, there's my, my mom grew up in the sixties. And so there are all these really interesting books in the basement and growing up. And, and, um, and so I, I started to, to, to find some of that in, in different texts. And I was, I was floored by that, but it makes perfect sense, you know, and then you go even deeper and there's all these, you know, meridian points 
both in the vagina and on the penis yes. that correspond to one another. I mean, it really can be a healing practice. It really can. And, and, and again, but you, for people who really want to explore people who really want to experience spiritual sex, people who really want to put that uh, priority in their, their relationships and in their marriages It's a beautiful thing. It really is. And I have been a person that was so overwhelmed and so tired that it became a chore. Mm -hmm. I really started doing this work and really start exploring and really saying, okay, there has to be, this has to be created for something wonderful. And it has to be something that me and my husband can experience together that no one else can experience. And when I learned to relax and, like I said, unpack and take off all of my hats and really invite, invite my husband into my personal space, it literally changed the way we have sex. Mm -hmm. And, and, And it really changed how we're intimate with one another. And intimacy has nothing to do with penetration. And so I want to make sure people. And the intimacy is allowing someone and in, into your personal space, and it could be with a touch, it could be with a word, it could be with a hug, it could be with all those things. It has nothing to do with penetration, and so many people confuse the two, and it's totally separate. Yes, thank you so much for saying that. I think that's a really important distinction to make um, because you can be you can be being penetrated and not being intimate. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, and then there's so many people that are, are, that's where they're stuck and they're not being fulfilled because the intimacy, intimacy piece is missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that, that, uh, you know, I've heard intimacy broken down as into me. I see. Yes. And, and I think, you know, really like eye contact, that's, that's something that I've, I've used with, with couples is it can be so, simple and yet so revolutionary to make eye contact yes in, in the process of love making you know yes because so many people close their eyes yeah. or, you know they're somewhere else like hurry up let me get a hamburger kind of moment. Yeah. <laughs> the intimacy piece is not there and so a lot of times in 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 my practice i have people just sit down and stare in to each other's eyes. And what I, what I also learned, and I, like I said, I do a lot of unorthodox research, right? I went and I had a conversation with a couple of strippers, right? And I, and I was like, because I was fascinated why a lot of Christian men and men of faith end up in strip clubs. And what they told me was, is that they have the ability to lock in on those men's eyes and see deep into them and make them feel like they're the only ones that matter. And when I really thought about it, we as wives, us women in relationships, we're so busy. We never take time to really look into our partner's eyes. Mm-hmm. And the eyes are the gateway to find out if someone's not feeling, feeling well Mm-hmm. Eyes are a gateway to find out if someone is really stressed. It's a way to find out if someone is 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 you know 
checked out, right? But we don't take the time to really gaze into our partner's eyes. And so I have my people do exercises like that as well, because it is a gateway to find out so many different things. You know, if you have children, you can look in their eyes and you're like, they just don't look like they feel good. You know what I mean? Or they look like they're not telling the truth because, you know, some kids do certain things. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. find out if they're not telling the truth. All those things still exist with us as an adult. Yeah. So we say gaze into your partner's eyes and you can really get a deep sense of what's going on with them. If you're disconnected, you can really see that through how they look at you through their eyes. Right, or don't look at you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, you, you brought up the kids and I think that's a huge, huge thing that happens in marriage is, you know, we, we start out and we don't have children and then we do have children oftentimes, not all the time, mm-hmm. but oftentimes, and then everything changes. Absolutely. And, um, and it can be, it can, it, it takes a lot of intention to get back to, to what it was before kids. Um, and it really does. And you have to be intentional, but you also have to realize what's important, right? Mm-hmm. And always tell women what is important, right? Because your your children are going to grow up, right? And they're going to move on. And when you got into this relationship and this marriage, you said to death do us part. So you have to nurture that relationship that was started before the kids even came along, right? And so I always say, put order in your house. God first, your husband and your relationship, your children and your family, your career and your girlfriends and all those other things fall up under those things. And if you can keep those things in, 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 in order, your life will be more balanced. It literally will. Absolutely. And the the one the one piece that's that you know that's missing for me in that lineup is like what about relationship with self you know like where does that come into play because I think that you know it's hard it can be hard to to give ourselves over to someone else if we haven't even gotten a minute to breathe for ourselves you know that's and for me I have learned from doing this work that I have to take a a, a gale day right and I take a gale day at least twice a month where I shut off everything. I have no clients. I, have, I don't talk to my girlfriends or anything during the day. And I just go do something that I enjoy. It could be the spa. It could be going for a walk. It could go be going for a long drive. It could go for a, you know lunch. It could be a movie, whatever it is. And you definitely have to find that, that time. And that's I, I created a program called Loving Him Without Losing You. And I created it because, again, I find so many women who have just lost themselves. And when you ask them who they are, they give you, oh, I'm married to so-and-so and I'm so-and-so's mother and mm-hmm. here or I have a business. That is not who you are. And so I always, with this program, I take them back and I lead them back to really finding them their true self because it's hard to give something that you don't know or you have lost. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, and I think that really reconnecting with who we are is one of the biggest gifts that we can give the people that we love in our life. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Gail, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been such a pleasure. And I just, I'm, I'm so grateful that you're in the world and that you're doing the work that you're doing. Um, I think it's awesome. And I just, thank you so much. I just want to lift it up and shout it to the rooftops. Here she is. Here's what she's doing. Go, go thank see her. So, thank you so, so much. I appreciate it. And I appreciate the work that you're doing and that you're touching lives around the world. And I send superpowers right back to you. Oh, thank you so much. Um, before we sign off today, is there, is there any, any last thing you want to leave our listeners with? Absolutely. Please, you know, um, please go visit my website. Um, I have some amazing, um, free things that you can get on there. I have a seven day, um, uh, free course that you can do is all downloadable for a sexier, happier marriage. Um, I have, you know, a program that I'm going to be starting called loving you, loving him without losing you. Um, that'll be starting July the 9th. You can get more information about that as well. And I just released my new book and it's on Amazon. Um, it's called praying for the penis. It's a wife's guide to understanding a male sexual health. Oh, we're excited about that. Very cool. So go check out her website, gailcrowder.com. Um, it's been such a pleasure. And thank you so much for coming on the show. To our listeners, I love you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for, for absorbing this information and using it to make your life better. And until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply many many blessings are you ready to discover your superpowers go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today